0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
1: This is All Things Elite. Welcome back to All Things Elite. Load up the pod, and the song when we speak. Ridge right here, let me warm it up for Austin and Florida Couldn't be no one but the boys When it come to all things, elite from the fan perspective Swear man, it ain't no question, hear from the first Swear man, they putting in the work, no they had to get me for the verse Social suplex, network zone I was at a time in your headphones Austin and Florida on the microphone Backing out on the red, getting in the zone all Pulling up a show, give a seven stars. You already know. Who else could it be? But the show with the proclivity for positivity. I'm gone.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two oh four of Social Suplex's podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to all things elite. My name is Austin Sumwitz. I am the host of this lovely show. I am holding it together right now, even though I have a bit of a stomach bug that's gone around my family and literally hit every single one of my family members. So I'm holding it together. I've been sick for, like, a little, like, close to a week now, but I'm good. I had to be on this episode of this show. I couldn't miss it. Um, But I am joined with me, as always, my good buddy and friend, Mr. Floyd Johnson Jr., my co-host. My man, how are you doing? I am doing... I am stressed and that's
1: not a word you hear from me very often. I am stressed. Before I get into why I'm stressed, I want to start the show by wishing a very, very happy birthday to my girl, my home girl, my little sister, my other other little sister, Mister Sydney, Mrs. Sydney Somewitz, yes. whose birthday was yesterday. Uh, uh, just want to say happy birthday. Hope you had a good one. Well. Uh, sounds like people were sick, so...
0: It was Ryan, good should... up until, like, we got home from yesterday. Today was a little bit more rough. Her actual birthday was awesome. We went to Cedar Point, rode a bunch of roller coasters. It was a blast.
1: Okay, that's good to hear. That's what I like to hear. So, um, well, happy birthday, Miss Sydney. Hope, uh, how old is she now? Twenty. She has turned... Yeah, no, she's at, at t- 24, I'm pretty sure now, yeah. 24? Oh my God, 24. This is her Keith, Kiefer Sutherland year or mm-hmm. uh, her Kobe Bryant year, whichever one you want to pick. Uh, but uh, happy birthday to you. Now I get to tell my epic story of why I'm stressed. As you all know, August 27th in London, uh, the biggest wrestling show ever. Now, Now it's Official with numbers it's the biggest wrestling show ever it's going to happen uh called all in so around late May, June, I was like, I'm going all in. I put in my passport stuff, paid to expedited all that stuff seven to nine weeks right Mhm bought my ticket in uh to the London in late July, got my hotel, got pretty much everything. I'm going to London plenty of time before my uh the seven to nine weeks was like three weeks before london i'm good well it is now seven days before i'm supposed to leave to london and i still do not have a passport Mm -hmm. and i have to tell y'all uh i have lived pretty much like the last 10 years or whatever pretty charmed pretty blessed generally everything that I the way everything I wanted to go except you know Cody winning the title pretty much goes the way I wanted to go I have no problem admitting that I am fortunate I am blessed I am all the words that other people use well uh, my luck is feeling like it's starting to run out because I get an email a couple weeks ago uh, saying hey it looks like you put the wrong social on your uh, application and I'm like Dude, I checked over that 12, 15 times. No, there's no way I did that. Go back to the application. Yep, social's wrong. Oh. So, okay, got the email, printed it out, literally went to down to the post office, overnighted the correct social. They said they got it, confirmed they got it, whatever. They said, hey, you have to, you know, within 14 days of travel, you have to, if you haven't got it, call, we'll get your appointment. So last Thursday, a week ago, I called and I was like, yes, 14 days. Haven't got it. Let's get an appointment. They like, well, no, it's not not in 14 days. It's inside of 14 days. So you have to wait till Friday. So I called Friday, and they were like, "Okay, we're just we're not giving you an appointment yet. We're gonna email over them and tell them to hurry up, basically, right?" Yep. So they emailed over, and they said, "Well, it has to be within a certain amount of days. Call next Thursday." Well, I I checked. Oh my god, I checked the passport thing a hundred times today, and a hundred times since then. And it got to today. I was dreading today. I didn't want to try to make an appointment. I call in, got straight through. They said, "Hey, we got you appointment Monday in Dallas." Woo. Yeah, I'm super okay. excited. So, no, no, no. This, you feel like, oh, I won. This is the halfway point. Well, you know when you send in your passport, you have to send in your birth certificate, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm check, doing the checklist of things I need to bring for my passport on Monday. And it says I need my birth certificate. So, I called and I was like, well, y'all have my birth certificate. So, y'all don't, I don't need to bring it. No, this is a new area that's not the one that's doing your regular information so you have to bring a birth certificate. I'm like, "Well, you have my birth certificate. I only have one." was like, "Well, you're going to have to do something." So panic, panic ensues cuz I only have one birth certificate. So uh I, I, I then find out, "Hey, I'm from Missouri. I don't have to go all the way for the where I'm from St. Louis. I just have to drive to Missouri to get my birth certificate. It's only 3 hours away. It sucks but I got to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm filling out my application because I have to, basically everything I did the first time, I have to now do again for this other place. So I have to do the application, go get the pictures made, all that stuff, right? So uh, I'm filling out the application again and I bring up my old application and I just kind of just going through it, you know, dude, uh, I don't talk about it a lot. I have ADHD. I, I know it feels like everybody in the world has ADHD. I personally don't talk about mine. I I have it. I get through the day. You you'll see the occasional you'll see typos and all that stuff because my brain kind of works faster than my typing works. So right, it, shit happens. I get it. And but I've always been able to manage it through my life. Uh, to do a job where I have to do multiple things at the same time so I don't get bored. It's it's beautiful. I've always been able to hang with it. I did not realize how bad actually it had got. So I go through the first application, and I realize why it hadn't been done. It wasn't like one error. It was riddled with errors. Like Oof. information I know, like 100% know. Like I think I got where I was born wrong. Like just... Brain works faster than I type. I wink. I go through afterwards and on the information, as I'm looking at it, it my brain corrects it. So I can't even proofread it because I, I would have told you, if you would have asked me about my first application, I would have said I proofread it five times and it was still so many errors. So first of all, I, I realized how bad that it got. So I will be going back to my doctor to get that taken care of. Then, uh, the straw, the character camel's back, my rock bottom as far as it. I said, I'm going to fill out these applications. As soon as I fill out the application, I'm going to have my wife look at it. Different pair of eyes, tell me what I did wrong. My ADHD is so rough. It literally took me six times filling out the application before I got it done with no errors. Six. (laughs) Not one. Not two. Six. I had to fill out the application six times. And my wife had to proofread it before I finally got it 100% done with no errors. And when I say I was shocked, and it was at this point, I know where the proclivity for positivity, I generally try to keep things light. But at that point in my life, I, I kind of wanted to uh, cry at that moment. I know crying doesn't fix anything. I really do. I don't do it. But I didn't, my brain was so broken. This simple process, it's a two-page application. It's like asking you your name, your address, your parents' name. Stuff I know that's been drilled into me all night. Nothing's tough. But I just typo after typo after typo after typo. And it's like, oh, I did it right. So we get to the fourth time and I only missed one block. I come back the fifth time and I missed three things. And it's just like, my brain is broken. And it sucks. (laughs) And it really does. And you would think I've lived with it. I am 42. I often bring up my age that I've lived with it most of my life. But dude, I don't know if people go behind me or people cover for me or people just understand the brokenness, which is my brain. But I did not know it was that bad. And this is like a few hours ago. So this is me living. You're getting me living with it for the first time in my life. Like my attention to detail is like, I can't, I just can't. I I don't even know how to explain it accurately. I hope everybody's getting the gist of what I'm saying. It's just, again, I do, I have a good job. I've made a good life. And that's all with this. And it's just like applications, things that require attention to detail, not my strong suit. And not only is my strong suit, I could probably say now attention to detail is probably my weakest, my weakness. Because even when you proofread and your brain literally fixes everything that you're looking at to be what you meant it to be. Mm-hmm. You can, Or you can't even trust yourself to proofread it. Someone says, well, slow down and go over it again. No, I literally have to stop, put it away, and then come back to it later. Because if I go right after I do it, my brain's going to just fix everything that I did. Mm-hmm. And it's, it sucks. So yes, for all of you that know I'm happy and Floyd does not, if Fully does not have any problems, which I don't know where that came from, but I've heard a few people say it. I do. <laughs> I do have a problem. My brain is broken and I'm 42.
0: <laughs> well, it's that's the whole ordeal of getting a passport, trust me, as somebody who's done that multiple times, I understand. So I understand exactly where you're coming from. So Monday
1: is my shot. And I filled out the information. I got everything. I'm going to Missouri tomorrow, so I'm driving three hours to Missouri to get my birth certificate. Then Monday, I'm driving three hours the other way to Dallas <laughs> to get my passport. Application filled out. A lot of the same fees that I had to pay already, I get to pay again, which is Yay. Uh, which is stupendous. And hopefully, I'll have a passport by the end of Monday, and I'll be on a plane Thursday going all in. And it's so funny because when stuff goes wrong in your life, Uh, We Generally, you like to have someone to blame, right? And you're like, oh, God, if this person had to do this, damn you, government. I don't have that to blame. Because I imagine if I filled out the application correctly, this process would be over by now. But I I didn't. And so it's all on me. And I really haven't talked to anybody about it. I haven't mentioned it to you or anyone. Because Mm -hmm. how I work is I literally live my life in the positive. In my brain, in how how I work, how I am who I am, this was going to work out. Mm-hmm. There was no doubt in my mind, this was going to work out. Oh, it's going to work out. Everything works out. Oh, it works. It'll work out. I am actually at the point in my existence right now where I don't know if it's going to work out. So I'm hopeful for you, man. Yeah. I mean, I have the appointment which I apparently is the hardest thing. Yes, like the appointment is
0: it's ridiculous.
1: Like trying to get a last minute appointment is the hardest thing. So I have the appointment. I am going through and getting all the information I need and then again, I'm not going through it. I'm going to, my wife is actually going with me there, but she I'm giving her all of the information and she is going to uh make sure Everything's okay. She is going to do the checklist and basically hand it to me and uh, labs, and uh, so I can hand it in. Uh, Crystal is my very much. My wife is my rock. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, she she was. I like I said. I am. You know me. I'm not a. I'm not a woe is me person. So she's not used to this, Floyd. Like dude, that's like really not in the best sure. of places. So. She's had to adjust, and she's been everything I needed her to be, uh, and that's that's awesome that I have her. I am fortunate to have her in my existence, but yeah, uh, there is a chance that literally my dream match, my dream match, the place that I wanted to be uh, with the amount of people I wanted to be in, there is,
0: I'd honestly say, it's really at, like, 50-50. I would... You know what we're going to do right now? Just because we know that it's, like, so close. We're not even going to put that energy out there. Yes. We're just going to be like, yeah. you know what? We're going to go to Monday. We see what happens. But okay. as of now, you are still going yeah. to all in. Dude. We are holding on to that. <gasps> Plane. Holding on to that. Plane ticket bought. Hotel booked. Everything bus. else is yeah. set.
1: Yes. Everything else is set. Seat is set. I, shit, I, have my, I, I never plan what I'm going to wear to show. I know what I'm wearing every day that I'm there. Oh, yeah. I am ready. I know exactly yes. what I'm buying. I know exactly who I'm seeing. I know what I'm eating. I know what I'm drinking. I I, I know what I'm doing on this trip because this is the trip I've been planning my whole life.
0: Yeah. And, and, so and, we're, and, not, and, we're yeah. not even going to put any bad juju out there. You are going. We are sticking with that. And we'll we'll get to Monday, and then obviously by next week, you guys will hear the update. And yes. I'm hoping everything works out.
1: So. Yeah, I was thing to say, the only update is, the story of the week is I'm going to London. Because next week, honestly, we're probably not going to review a lot of shows. We're probably it's just, just going to review. It's just going to be, I, I'm going to try to get JR on, or uh, and we're just going to preview uh, all in. Because it's literally the biggest show in wrestling history. Damn straight. And, and, and like by the numbers now. It's the biggest show in <laughs> wrestling. History. Don't
0: let the tweets going around being like <laughs> WWE announced. Oh, WrestleMania 32 had over a hundred thousand people in it. That's already been debunked, and it literally Twitter had to go through and like it got the notification of like the you know this information is misleading. It's like using the Fightful and all those other links saying like no, it was eighty thousand like like round it was like eighty two thousand. Like, don't lie to yourself. It, this is the biggest wrestling show bar none right now dude
1: and then like i like i said i don't (laughs) that's funny like i i didn't even know that was a thing i try not to get bogged down in the twitter drama i don't do like i I just relay it i i I want people to stay vigilant and i want people to support aew but guess what i i tell everyone and i say this my friend rich like no one watches more wrestling than me because i watch every WWE show and I watch every AEW show, every Tony Khan produced product that there is. Every week. Every week I watch it. It's like and that being said is I don't I don't know. It's like spend your money where you want to spend your money, enjoy what you want to enjoy. But and I know people enjoy the wars. I've like I said, I've seen Marvel and DC play out and I've seen all the different wars and, and if that's what brings you joy, please continue to do it. But like, don't lie there's yeah. no, there's no reason to' there's just... no reason there's no reason to lie. I'm like facts are facts. Uh, I know I know fake news has become a, 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 a incredible incredible like meme or something to say, but you know most of the time it's just like it's just numbers. These are independent places saying, hey, this is what the number is and I'm like, if you don't like the number, it doesn't make it any less true. I'm <laughs> like you cannot like it. I'm like i i i don't like I don't like collisions uh ratings over the last two weeks I hate it yeah. I hate yeah. them but guess what they still suck i i mean I can't argue against it they're 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 not good <laughs> you know it's like people are like well d v r blah 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 yeah that's great, but if they were at seven hundred thousand now they're at four hundred thousand that is a fact i have no i can't i can't argue against a fact it's yeah People are deciding to either record it or uh, deciding to, you know, go have fun, which we all knew was going to be a thing with Saturday nights. So this is, you know, if you if people did not know this was if people didn't know this was coming, uh, you know, I feel bad for you because you know, we'll see what the rating is next this week, though, after what happened last week. Yeah, because on Saturday nights, this is what I get off at of work at seven. 7 Central, the time Collision came out. Pre-Collision. Saturday nights was my, I'm taking a Benadryl and a melatonin and going to sleep for like (laughs) eight hours. I just went to bed. I didn't do anything on Saturday night. Now I stay up an extra two hours to watch Collision, but generally Saturday night at 7, I went to sleep. So the fact that people aren't breaking their plans and changing their lives to stay in an extra two hours on Saturday does not shock me. <laughs> it just—it's a fact. It's—I wish they did. I wish the numbers were better. They're not. It just is what it is.
0: Well, we got a lot of talk about. Even more so than just the numbers of collision, because there's no, a lot to get
1: into. I mean, yeah, no, no, it's like, and I, I, you saw what the news, uh, you saw what the news of the week is. So yeah, oh, let's yeah. get to it. <laughs> so
0: yeah, we got a lot to get into. Of course, AEW has been in the news for a multitude of reasons, and we also just came off of fight for the Fallen's uh, Dynamite, and Collision from last week. We got a lot to get into. We're on the heels of All In in less than two weeks. So before we get into everything, though, we want to make sure you guys are downloading this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Spotify or wherever you choose to listen to us, please give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and also leave a rating and a review. All of that helps us out a ton. But an easy way for you guys to help us out is by following us on social media. We are at AT Elite, uh, AT Elite on – excuse me. We are at AT Elite Pod on Twitter. At Social Suplex, make this show possible. You can check out all their other shows that they have on their network. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. And Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. And the big news of the week is what the fuck else at this point? I honestly didn't know how wrestling media was going to make it week to week at this point. But I'm glad to see that their paychecks have cleared since they've decided to once again milk the cash cow that is CM Punk dry I mean they already had but they they still can get a little bit more out of it cuz that's exactly what happened this week um I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sit back basically and I'm going to let Floyd take over and just kind of run down like everything that's been reported on and everything like that basically all I'll say on the matter is where this stemmed from was after Collision went off the air Punk was poking fun at the Greensboro, North Carolina crowd who were pretty 50-50 booing and cheering him. Um, And there was a sign he noticed that said, Greensboro is hangman country, to which he goes on a little tangent and says, okay, well, earlier today I went to a local supermarket and figured out why they call him hangman. It's because the pegs in the toy aisle are full of hangman action figures because nobody wants to buy them. He's a peg warmer, unlike me, who moves merchandise and pops ratings and sells toys. And people go, like to go around being like, I'm the heart, I'm the soul, I'm the spirit. Well, that's objective. What is a fact is that these people certainly aren't the chin of AEW because the lights go out and then he starts joking around with cashmere. GTS, I don't know where I'm going with this, basically. And then as Dax makes a joke about a heel turn, is I believe this is what we call a heel turn, He then looks over into the crowd, staring at one guy who's just yelling at him. And he goes, sir, what are you so mad about? What are you so mad about? That's become my new favorite meme, honestly, recently. But that's where this all has stemmed from. I will take a step back right now because Floyd Johnson Jr., of course, this man keeps plugged in with all of those uh, reports and stuff like that. I normally just see them on Twitter and then get fucking mad. Uh, So Floyd can go ahead and kind of give you – the rundown of what has been reported on as of lately.
1: Well, as we mentioned, details aren't my best thing, but I'm going to do the best I can. So if I say, if I credit the wrong place with the wrong piece of information. They're all running with the same shit at this point. Uh, so honestly, what does it even matter? So, f- first thing that comes from is that punk buried hangman, right? Again, this was. This was after the show, literally a phone recording, and he never said the man wasn't a good wrestler or anything. Again, I'm not going to go into protecting CM Punk because, again, I've always said they are grown men. They don't need me standing in front of them taking bullets. You know, I'll say this. He said what he said, and it's you know why it's hard for a lot of people to take? Because it was pretty fucking true. I went the next day because I thought about just chiming in because, again, the inside of every really nice person, like really nice person that tries to be super positive and stuff, there is a troll that lives there, right? And when they see uh, when they see fire, which is when I see fire, there's two people in the world. There are people that want to throw water on the fire and take an extinguisher and try to put it out. And then there's people that want to throw gasoline on the fire. I am 80-20. 80% of me wants to put the fire out. But there's that little troll, that little whisper in the back of my head that has the can of gasoline, right? I'm Eminem. It's like standing outside with Dr. Dre while the the building burns down. You know the song. Well, I go to Walmart. I go to Walmart quite often. I buy all my stuff from there. And every time I go to the figure section. Every time I go to the figure section, ever since the uh, Hangman Walmart exclusive came out, there is literally a peg, right? And I remember when Punk came out, when the other people came out, man, I was like, Cody's uh, Walmart exclusive, you couldn't find that some biscuit. Well, Hangman's never been a problem. I, I've had many people reach out to me. Hey, you want me to get you the Hangman Walmart figure? And then I send them the same picture. This is me with two full pegs of Walmart Hangman exclusives just completely full that no one's touching. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Because I I've bought it a long time ago. I'm, I'm, yeah, I bought that figure a long time ago. Because it was always available. So when CM Punk said that, when I heard it and watched the video, that was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, dude, he's he's. It's kind of true. He's a peg warmer. But uh, so yes, that was the first thing CM Punk buried. Him. Uh, then we later found out that this was like completely unplanned. I don't know if that makes it better, makes it worse, whatever. I think if if at this point you have decided what side you're on, I, I there's no <laughs> there you, like you've decided what side you're on, right? So uh, that being said, you uh um he um was completely unplanned. He sent an apology because he didn't re- really mean to go in that. Maybe he was trying to start a program with Hangman. Maybe he wasn't. No,
0: he sent an apology because people were getting so bent out of shape about it and were pissy. I'm I don't mean to interrupt, but like again, I we're. St- People being so sensitive. Oh, you can't sell toys. He buried him. Y'all are fucking children. I'll step back. I'm sorry. I can't. I fucking can't. I'm so mad.
1: And then uh, it came out that uh, uh, see, this was not an angle. This was CM Punk going off on a little tangent, maybe trying to start some, but this was an angle. Okay. It wasn't an angle. Sure. Um, that came from uh, Dave Melter. Uh, but then they asked Tony Khan about it. And he was like, I'm glad everybody's talking about AEW. I, I wanted to throw that out there because I want to make sure everyone knows that what I think about the situation. So, uh, many different media reports that Hangman got sent home, that Hangman was supposed to be in North Carolina uh, to film a promo and he got sent home. And that um, also, Christopher Daniels is not allowed to come to Collision,
0: right? That was. I the, think the Hangman one was just they. He was there to shoot a promo, but they said exactly. you can't shoot it in the building. He didn't. I don't know if he got sent home or if they just moved yeah. the promo somewhere else. I'm pretty sure they just moved it.
1: Yes, because I think they decided on it somewhere in between Dynamite and Collision. They seemed to decide that Hangman was going to be shooting from a quote unquote hospital. And I guess Which is didn't. the promo
0: that you saw yeah, on Dynamite yeah, this past week. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I guess they couldn't, you know, get that figured out in Greensboro. Whatever. I don't know the backstage stuff. Whatever. It didn't happen. But it came out, oh, Punk had Hangman sent home. We find out later. That wasn't true. Punk didn't even know Hangman got asked not to come. He never knew Hangman was even planning to come. So, all right. Then we hear that um uh Punk has reached Ryan out. Uh, no, I was going to say, Punk, uh, yeah, I was. there's two different ways I can go. The Ryan Nemeth, that Ryan Nemeth, basically, uh, him and uh, Ryan Nemeth put out a tweet, pretty much running down CM Punk, calling him soft. Calling him the softest man alive. The softest man alive. CM Punk came up to Ryan Nemeth, to his face apparently, and asked him, did they have a problem, and did they need to go outside? Now, again, I don't, like I say, street fighting is a lot different than anything. I'm not calling who's gonna win this fight, but apparently, Coogler heads prevailed. I'm not gonna. I, I've seen some people like, "Oh, Ryan Nimitz, Sarah, to CM Punk," blah blah blah. I'm just like, I'm I'm the person. If you come up to me at my place of employment and try to fight me, I am going to back down because I don't want to lose my job. Because generally, when there's a fight at the job, I know it's not wrestling, but when there's a fight at the job you know, the most important person gets to stay. And if it's a Ryan Nemeth and CM Punk battle, I'll let you finish the rest of that thought. Uh, so, Ryan Nemeth probably chose discretion, you know, and, you know, whatever. Because, again, a- again, Ryan Nemeth, I believe he was a Division One wrestler, just like his brother. I'm pretty sure he could hold his own. I'm not saying he'd win, but I'm pretty sure the man could hold his own. So, um... We get to, we get to, we get to ask that. So Ryan Nemeth is not allowed at the show. So apparently CM Punk is not allowing people at the show. Hey yeah, CM Punk is a dictator that runs collision. Well then later in the week we find out this. That everybody that on collision, it says it's more of a relaxed, less hectic environment than Dynamite, and everybody seemingly gets along. And that CM Punk pretty much wants it to be a no-drama environment. So, if he feels you're going to be in env- uh, a drama to the show, he'd rather you not show up. A.K.A. the man that called him the softest man alive. Because if you get on social media and you call someone the softest man alive, to me, where I'm from, when someone calls you soft, that means you want to fight. They want to prove something one way or another, but... Hey, it's social media. It doesn't mean anything. Also, it's 2023 in a world that, you know, in certain worlds that not my old neighborhood. So whatever. That being said, Ryan Nemeth, not at the show. Well, Christopher Daniels is also not allowed at the show. We found out later that it's more uh, stemming from Brawl Out because what's his name? What's CM Punk's friend name? Ace Steel. Ace Steel is not allowed at collision. So, because he was involved in Brawl Out. So, CM Punk's like, well, if Ace Steel's not involved, Christopher Daniels was there. So, he shouldn't be there. That's from, this is all, again, media reports, speculation. CM Punk, Ace Steel, Christopher Daniels. None of the parties have directly tweeted or commented on this. This is all backstage. Uh, wrestling media reports. I want to to be clear on that. I am not I am not quoting wrestlers. I am quoting reports. So apparently Christopher Daniels, the head of talent relations, is not allowed a collision. That's neither here nor there. Um and then of course CM Punk wants to work with the Young Bucks. Wants to work with Kenny blah blah blah. blah. He's tried to meet up with the young uh, Young Bucks. They don't want anything to do with them. They were setting up a meeting to discuss what the Young Bucks and FTR were going to do going forward. Uh, FTR going going forward, according to the rumors. Again, according to the rumors, CM Punk tried to get into the room because he does run collision. And so he's trying to get into the room and they told him not to come because apparently the Young Bucks want nothing to do with him. All right. There we go. There we go. I think that's everything. Have I missed anything? I'm pretty sure you got most everything. Yeah. Okay, because like I said, attention to detail is not my thing. That's everything that's not reported. So I'm going to give my very quick thoughts on it, and then I'm going to mute myself and let Austin do what he do. So my very quick <laughs> thoughts on it is this is wrestling workplace drama that we shouldn't see. That's it. I like wrestling. I like tuning in on Wednesday and tuning in on Saturday and watching wrestling. I like when drama leads to matches and leads to belie- uh, like believability. Uh, if you want to use shoot the shooting and all this shit to build a match, go for it. I'm all about that. that uh, yeah, but the rest of the stuff that seems to be driving away part of your audience, we need to somehow get rid of that. If CM Punk's the head of that, uh, he needs to get out in front of it. Again, there seems to be a tone to me that the wrestling media does not like CM Punk. So it's either one thing, they don't they collectively don't like CM Punk or CM Punk's a dick. Which honestly, they're not mutually exclusive. Which, you know, again, he could be a dick. I don't care. You know, I just want to watch wrestling. I want them to put on good matches. My last point is hangman needs punk. Hangman, in my opinion, and in opinions to absurd sites that went out there, and I was saying this last week, he seems directionless now. He has seemed to be relegated back to hangman and the young bucks bitch the side act your young boy he's not the main eventer he was presented for in year one and year two in aew he is not that i know he beat john moxley early this year but it does not feel he doesn't feel like the hangman he doesn't feel like the drinking out cowboy that came out and just buckshot at people and went on about his business he feels less than what he was So that being said, I think real life, personal drama, personal feuds, build storylines, helps build wrestlers. I think a feud with uh, CM Punk, where I believe he would have to come out on top, could get him back on the right path, get him back in the main event, setting up for a challenge with MJF or whoever the world champion is going forward. Uh, So I think they should take this drama and use it in wrestling, But that's always my take. My take is boring at this point. Use real-life drama for wrestling. Yes. When X-Pac came to WWE, and I know this is forever ago, and he was like, I came back to WWE, and Kevin Scott Hall would be here with me if they weren't locked down. Not 17, 18-year-old brain thought that was the realest shit I ever heard, and all I wanted to do was watch more wrestling. And I'm just like, and I like living in that world. So yes, mm-hmm. make me believe that real life drama is real and make me believe that Hangman actually wants to fight, fight CM Punk. Go out there throw some potatoes and at the end of the match both of them have black eyes. Man, that's what gets me going. That's what I like in my wrestling. Not everybody's going to agree with me. Absolutely not. I I don't expect you to. But I my the I wouldn't say the peak of my fandom, because I'm actually living in the peak of my fandom. But the peak of my younger fandom was the Attitude Era WCW-WWE war. And it was beautiful, because it was just so much real life uh, drawn into wrestling. You didn't know what was real. You didn't know what was fake. It's beautiful. So I believe we should just use everything that has happened to make good rivalries. Now, I will mute Austin, and I will listen to you get pissed off.
0: The only other thing I will add, I did forget one thing, was that there was a report from Fightful saying that uh, Jack Perry and Punk had an argument over a planned spot uh, for Jack Perry to use legit glass for a backstage segment to which Punk took issue with basically being like, you know, why would we do that? That just seems like unsafe and unnecessary. That to me, I think is a nothing burger. I think that's just a conversation of like what like should be done. And you can have disagreements, and that's fine. I, that, to me, was a nothing burger, and that was just a, a, an add-on to, once again, the media, the media milk train that is CM Punk. Um, I don't, is there anything else you want to add on that before I go that shit, <laughs> Floyd? No, I mean,
1: I mean, I, I know people don't want to accept it, but Collision CM Punk show. The show was made for CM Punk. So he has a direction on what, it, wh- what it's supposed to be. And he wants it to be different from Dynamite, which I think they have successfully uh, have a different tone to their show than Dynamite, which I thought that was the key to a second show. So if there's certain stuff that they don't want to do on Collision while they do it on Dynamite, that's perfect. And I also think Dynamite should probably do the same thing. Uh, I'm again not defending CM Punk. I don't know if the dude's a dick or not. He he probably is. Like all of us, we can be nice. We can be a dick. We can be a whole bunch of things, because the human condition is that we can be a whole bunch of things on the spectrum. We're not all just one thing. So, there you go. Okay. I I just like, I just, I mean, CM Punk is very out loud about what he wants professional wrestling to look like. He's very upfront about it. He doesn't hide what he wants professional wrestling to look like. Dax doesn't either and other i mean other people the young bucks don't. No one hides what they want professional wrestling to look like. He actually has the power to kind of dictate on his show what professional wrestling looks like. Sorry? I mean, I mean is that I think that some people want to apologize want him to apologize for for having a preference. So, yes, I'm sorry CM Punk has a preference.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> Y'all may have remembered at the top of the show, I told you I've been fighting a bit of a stomach bug. I've been, I've been relatively kind of, like, sick or whatnot. Not as sick as I am with y'all motherfuckers. Whether it be the wrestling media or whether it be wrestling fans. Like, I hate some of y'all sometimes. This is ridiculous that we're doing this whole shabackle again. First, going back to the a- after-the-show thing that Punk did. That, to me, was another nothing burger. The fact that he had to text Hangman to apologize about it just shows how pathetic and sensitive some of y'all are. It was a line about not being able to sell toys. That's how we're, like, that's how, that's considered a shoot, that's considered burying, that's considered that. Grow the fuck up, some of y'all. For real, this is ridiculous. Like, do you want to dive into the deeper meanings of it? Sure. But at the end of the day, you look at that and I see that as Punk sees a, a sign in the crowd and hears the crowd not cheering for him. He's like, okay, I'm going to play off with this and I'm going to fuck with these people basically. And it worked and it got people talking about him relentlessly. You played yourself. In regards to the thing about Hangman not being backstage uh, for Collision and being told to do his promo outside of that. and. Punk side literally saying, look, we didn't even know that was a thing. Again, y'all are just going on about that stuff, but the Floyd, what Floyd said was true. Hangman is just basically considered an elite lackey now. Speaking for the Bucks, backing up the Bucks, backing up Kenny. That was the great thing about Hangman's anxious millennial cowboy thing was when he was away from the elite. And he was doing his own thing. And he had a little bit of a side thing going on with the Dark Order. And it felt real and it felt honest. And it was great. It's the best thing that Hangman has done in his entire AEW run. It's what led to him being AEW world champion. Now he just feels like he's floating in a, like, elite purgatory right now. Where he's just going to be a part of elite matches. And he doesn't have a storyline that just focuses on him or, like, his stuff. That's why I have said this punk punk versus C- the C- Punk versus Hangman thing and this Punk versus the Elite thing is inevitably where we are all going to go. I don't care if the Bucks refuse to talk to him or whatnot. This is the road we're going down eventually, and y'all are going to be, like, drag kicking and screaming at this point while getting paid a lot of money to do so because otherwise you don't bring CM Punk regardless. You don't bring him back regardless if this isn't where we're eventually building towards. I still stand by that. The Ryan Nemeth situation. You called him soft and he called you out about it. He got up in your face like, do we have a problem? Was it wrong to do it at work? I'm not going to say why or not. I honestly don't care because, again, backstage stuff I'm not privy to, so it's none of my business. But you called him soft and he called you out about it. This is a man that is not shy about saying what's on his mind and getting pissed off at people when they want to say shit about him. Talk shit okay. I'll talk right back. Let's have a conversation. Is there a problem? The sending people, that's the last thing. The sending people away from collision, basically being like, you can't be on collision. The Christopher Daniels thing, you are the head of talent relations. I don't know why you wouldn't be backstage at every AEW show. That to me, I don't even understand why that is a possibility, but we'll move past it. Regardless, like, regardless if it's CD, if it's Matt Hardy, if it's Ryan Nemeth, whoever the hell it's being reported is being sent away from Collision. You know who can stop all of that from happening? Tony Khan. CM Punk does not own AEW. This is Tony Khan's company. If Punk was like, I don't want him backstage at Collision. TK could be like, well, we brought him for to Collision to do stuff, so he's going to do stuff, whether you like it or not, because we have brought him here to do things, whether it be Ring of Honor tapings, whether it be just to work backstage, whatever the case may be. TK can stop all that. He doesn't seem keen to, though, because the last thing I would mention, and I wanted to hold on to it, was the reports about when Punk first came back at the at the second coming, at the first episode of Collision in the United Center, it was reported that when he walked in through the backstage area and Tony Khan saw him, he was chanting CM Punk. That's r- rumored and reported, but if that's true, dog, even I'm not like that. Calm the hell down, you're the boss and the owner of this company. You can't be like that. Because I'm fair enough to admit, I people have problems with this man. Not everybody is cool with him. I'm so going to say
1: I'm going to say this, just if small interruption. The one hundred percent reason I said he was coming back the show after brawl out. The show after brawl out, I said he's Tony Khan's favorite wrestler ever.
0: I know that. I know that. <laughs> I've known that from jump street. But you can't but if that's true that he was chanting for CM Punk, that's like ridiculous. That's fan behavior, and we love to talk about how TK's a fan, he feels like one of us. But at the end of the day, you're still a an owner and you're a billionaire and you run this company. You can't do that. You didn't hear Vince reports of Vince McMahon when Roman Reigns came back going like, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, even though you know he was doing that in his off time and in his head. You don't say that, though. Like I said, I don't even know if that's true or not. That's more reports that I'm taking with a grain of salt. But if that's true, again, not a great sign when you know people have problems with him and for you to draw the line in the sand being like, well, the boss likes him, so if I have a problem with him, I know the bosses are going to side with me. You see how this starts problems You see how this starts problems. So you could easily stop that by just being like, no, you can't ban people from Collision. But again, Collision was made for CM Punk, so there we go down this thing all over again. And then my favorite part about the whole thing, honestly, regardless of all of the reports and the things I've gone over about and everything like that, was the Wrestling Observer headline where it was a tweet on August fifteenth, and it was a Wrestling Observer video that was that was titled "Can We Just Move On from All the AEW Drama?" That is the pot calling that is the pot calling the kettle black right there. Y'all are fucking enabling this shit. Can we move on from all this AEW drama? You're doing it. You're enabling it, and you're feeding into it. How dare you say a line like "Can we move on"? You make money off of this. This is how you make most of your money. I honestly don't know how most of these people wouldn't get, like how Wrestling Observer would get a bump in subscribers if CM Punk wasn't in the news recently. You'd probably just be at a standstill with your sub count. You might even have lost subs in the recent counts because maybe people had to just stop subscribing for a little bit. You get CM Punk in there, and I know you got an influx. You can't fucking lie to me like you didn't. Don't act like you're not gaining from this and be like, can we just move on? Fuck off. Y'all are stupid as shit. In conclusion of this whole ordeal, I'm tired of y'all, honestly. This all stemmed from a bunch of nothing bullshit in my personal opinion. And go ahead and call me a CM Punk fanboy like I know most people will. I don't care. I'm not out here being defending CM Punk about the whole ideas about him Banning people from a from collision or stuff like that. If, like, look, if Tony Khan gives him power, he will use it. If he doesn't like you and all that kind of. But also, I've never denied that this dude's a dick. I've never denied it. He's a dick to a ton of people, not a dick to me, which is why I'm cool with him. And he's very much upfront with who he is. And you can't just dance around back behind him and not fi- have him find out about it and then be all shocked and aghast. When he comes up and he confronts you on shit. The whole thing about possibly CD being banned. And he's like well he was involved in Brawl Out. And Ace Steel isn't allowed backstage. Which I've even heard reports saying that Ace Steel was allowed backstage. And he was allowed to do stuff with Punk. And he was doing stuff back with Punk backstage. I've read stuff like that too. So. Like can we get our story straight? This is just ridiculous to me. And it's you knew it was going to go down this route when he was brought back because y'all just hate this man and you just can't get over the fact that he's still here and we talked about collision's ratings being bad collision this past week was a one match show and you know who's a big part about that match cm punk there's a reason why this man is here and there's a reason why he does the things he does I just can't stand the way y'all talk about this shit and then just be all aghast when this man does what you know he's going to do. You poke the bear and you got mad that he bit you. Don't poke the bear. It's that simple. Very, very honest to God, simple truth. I hate the way that this shit constantly gets brought up and I hate the fact that y'all are all aghast about the way that he acts about this shit. It's just so pathetic and it pisses me off more than anything else in the world. CM Punk is better. is better than a lot of the guys on there. And also, wrestling is better when CM Punk is in it. Straight up, that collision show would have been an absolute skip if it wasn't for that Trios Titles match that was in the main event. And there was a ton of other people that were in that match that also contributed to it. Even some more so than CM Punk. I get that. I'm not trying to be like that guy. If you don't like CM Punk, I'm never going to convince you otherwise. And I don't want to convince you to like CM Punk. It's not my job. It's not what I care to do. But you know what this guy is about. And yet some of y'all just like to play dumb. Like you don't know what this guy is about. That simple. I'm i like I'm, I'm just gonna keep rambling at this point, honestly. But like, yeah, yeah. I was rigid.
1: actually stepping in there because I, I, I was gonna say you feel like you're punched out at this point.
0: I'm just yeah. fucking tired. Yeah. I'm yeah. fed up, yeah. and I'm tired.
1: Yeah, you're like Clubber Lane, and like round six. and You're just around five. I forgot what round it was. You, you, I believe you, it was only like three rounds. Right, yeah, that it fight wasn't because, a very yeah. long fight. But no, you're, that, you're, that was one of the
0: shortest Rocky fights. Actually, yeah,
1: you were punched out. You're punched out there. So. Yes. But, but y'all, uh, y'all
0: are uh, fucking pathetic. Stop fucking running this shit into the ground and then being all aghast that CM Punk's hey. getting pissed off. No. Hey,
1: all I gotta say, don't come at Austin's boy. And it's funny because my boys catch strays all the time. FTR catch strays. Like, CM Punk will say shit and people will run down Dax and Cash. And I'm just like, as Jackie said, and she sent me that one. It was like, why you say fuck me for? <laughs> like that uh, 50 cent thing. Yeah, the it's 50 like, cent thing. Is yeah, sure. yeah, Because it's like Dax and Cash over there. They're laughing. They're there. They're his boys. So, of course, he's, they're going to catch daggers. Of course, anything Sam Pagan Sunk says or does, that means FTR agrees with him. I'm going to tell you something shocking. I have two, my two probably closest friends in the world at this point in my life. Are my friend Jason and Jr. Jr. and me have it's been like a rocket ship as far as how we become friends so tight so quickly. Uh, I talk to them more than anything. Me and my my wife honestly says most of the time that me and Jr. sound like we're more married than I sound married to her because all me and Jr. do on the phone is argue. We hardly agree on anything, but we're still friends. He's still my brother. (laughs) You see how that works? Just because he's my brother doesn't mean I believe everything he says is right. (laughs) He doesn't believe everything I say is right. Now, am I going to come out against him publicly? No. I'm going to pull him to the side and say, hey, I didn't necessarily agree with that. And then we're going to have our conversation to the side. But front facing, I'm going to have my boys back. If you don't think people really exist like that in the world, I think you're fooling yourself. I don't think Cash and Dax... I don't know. I've never heard them say any differently on a podcast or anything like that. Again, I'm just a fan. But I'm going to say, I'm just talking real life. Friends disagree with each other and still have each other's back. I feel like to be my friend... That is literally one of the first rules. You okay, yeah, disagree with me. You could think I'm wrong. You could think I'm stupid. We settle that and talk about that behind closed doors. In front of people, you got my back until the end. That is the only. That is like the only way to be friends, in my opinion. Yeah. So. It, so, so if you face, think Dax is like, oh, yeah, k- get Hangman. I don't think Dax and Cash have any problem with Hangman. I really don't. <laughs> I just don't. I'm not sure. I don't
0: know. But I, I just don't think they do. No, but again, I'm all I'm saying is, again, the whole idea of bringing CM Punk back is that you're doing this feud. You're doing CMFTR versus the Elite. You're bringing back the feud between CM Punk and And,
1: and If you're not, then you're wasting money. And people don't understand this thing called the long game. It's like they think, oh, if they didn't come back straight with CM Punk, CMFTR, and Young Bucks, then it's never going to happen. No, they want you to think they there's nothing yet. They want you to forget about it, and then they're going to hit you with it hard. You don't, hey, it's like the trump card in a game. You don't play it when expected. You play it when you can slam down the card and say, you set, motherfucker. If anybody, y'all play spades, y'all know what I'm talking about. If you don't, sorry. But you're set. Gotcha. Got that ass. Get, get off the table. You know, that's what you do. You don't use the trick play when everyone knows the trick play is coming. Yes. So, yeah. in,
0: so in conclusion, Punk didn't send Hangman away. That was a whole bunch of nothing, just to refilm a free film of promo that was supposed to be filmed outside of a goddamn like, like hospital. So why would he film it backstage in Collision at Collision anyway? That doesn't make sense for that kind of promo. So there's that. The whole Ryan Nemeth thing. You call somebody a soft coward or whatnot. You call someone the softest man alive. You're gonna get somebody coming up to your face like, "Do we have a problem?" That's what happens. This isn't Twitter. You say shit about somebody, they're gonna come up in your face and be like, "What's the problem?" People are so con- conditioned with Twitter and saying whatever the hell they want with no consequences. Here's the consequence: you got a guy in your face being like, "What's the fucking problem?" Okay? It's 2023. You don't live on the internet when you work at a company like AEW. There is actual workplace conditions. None of all are- and these people aren't 12. They're not in high school. Okay. You know, he's moving people away from, like, all that. He can't come to collision with all these guys. These guys aren't people that are making money on the show. So, like, what's the fucking thing right now? If it was, like, he's not allowing big stars to be there, okay, I understand. These are people who weren't doing anything anyway. No disrespect. But they weren't doing anything. So what is the fucking problem? And then for y'all to be like, why can't, why are we talking about AEW drama? Why can't this stuff stop? And you're feeding into it? Y'all fuck off with that bullshit. I want to know that you
1: know the reason we talked about it so long is the shows were kind of okay this
0: week. <laughs> honestly, the reason why I was okay with going a little bit more long and I honestly didn't stop myself when I felt myself rambling a little bit more was the fact that this week in AEW in general, it was a little it, bit it, light.
1: It, there was, there, it was shows to get to all in. I mean, yeah, there, there's Announce nothing. matches get I, to all in. I'm not going back and watching any of this stuff a year from now. I like these are episodes that no one's. Ever gonna talk about except for one thing on dynamite? That, uh, yeah, and
0: one <laughs> thing that happened after the collision.
1: Correct. So let's let's talk about some wrestling. Let's talk uh, about some wrestling that, before that I was absolutely a, have my uh, head
0: explode.
1: Yes, that was a fun uh, little while. I hope y'all all hung with, hanged with us. Now, if you want to hear about some wrestling, here we go.
0: We'll get back to positivity, man. I'm sorry. Uh, like no, I said, no. this shit has been months this, of this. It's I don't been-
1: do this often, even in the show notes. I'm gonna say this is the time stamp where we stop talking about.
0: Yes, it the case, case. I apologize the- if I'm bopping <laughs> I really don't chase care people on the s- uh,
1: skip Floyd to might, it. A,
0: Fly- Floyd might even edit some of my stuff out at this point because I went on for a bit. But like, the- I'm sorry. This has been si- like seven months of this shit, and I'm
1: tired. Dude, and we're not. We're nowhere near the end. We're, no, we're, we're not. We're, we're probably in the middle, uh, but we're nowhere near the end.
0: Yes. So we're gonna we're we're moving past Rampage because honestly, it was more of a filler at Rampage. Oh uh, no! Anything. Big big
1: thing from Rampage. Oh, uh, you got a big thing? Yeah. Uh, pay. Uh, Soraya. Soraya
0: did get the win. Yes, yeah, against yeah, Sky yeah, Blue. Yeah. So was it she? punched her ticket to all Charlene. in. and so She yes. would be in the four way for the women's. And, World Cup. and
1: this will be her first time wrestling at home in nine. It was eight or nine years. Again, don't quote me.
0: That is the big yeah. thing, yes.
1: Yesterday, yes, and so she gets to fight for a title in the Fatal 4-Way and uh, eight, uh, for the first time in eight or nine years. I do like that this is a callback to the first All-In because the first All-In was the Fatal 4-Way. Yeah. Britt Baker was involved. I was one of the
0: best matches on that show, Hell, too. Oh, yeah,
1: Britt Baker was involved. That is cool. Uh, uh, a person that I don't know is ever going to get hired anywhere, Tessa Blanchard, oh, yeah. was involved. So... I love her. no. She was was Tessa in that match. Yeah, she was in that match. Yeah, she
0: was in that match. Yeah,
1: I I, I I I was I was actually a very very big fan of Tessa Blanchard as a wrestler. So, uh, yeah 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 that that sucked. But um no, uh, Madison Rain was in that match, right? Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm pretty uh pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, because I think she was like a last minute filling for someone who signed with WWE. Yeah. So it was Madison Rain, Britt
0: Baker, and Dion, then Chelsea Green. Deanna and it was Chelsea Green
1: okay I don't know who it was that uh
0: I remember the hot mess being there so I knew that for a fact
1: okay w- was it it was not Deanna wasn't there I think that's the one that signed with WWE Deanna, yeah no, I she was not on that show yeah so it was Chelsea, Britt uh Madison Tessa, Ray, uh, and Tessa okay there you go there you go yep that's, that's so. four so what two of the four are with AEW One's with WWE and honestly I thought the other one would be a women's world champion by now. <laughs> so it's,
0: but other it, things it, got it, It's
1: kind of it's kind of crazy. Pretty much everything Brit was it, it ended up being in AEW. I kind of
0: thought Tessa was going to be. I dude same honestly. <laughs>
1: yeah, like then okay,
0: yeah, we can move But up. Regardless, yeah. So that was the one big thing from Rampage. I did know that. I just didn't move. I was going to wait and like talk about it before uh the dynamite match that took place. Uh Collision also, other than I would say the Ricky Starks promo was very good. Oh, uh, I, I thought
1: that was the next level. And, I, you know, I keep saying people keep saying star making performances for Ricky Starks. I mean, there's no. so many of those yeah, dudes yeah, he's dude. racking them up. Dude, the star. Yeah, I mean, he's the star on Collision. Uh, the split in uh, split in uh, brands has helped nobody as much as it helps Ricky Starks because he is definitely featured on that show just given time to just be him and talk and talk that talk and he is a heel
0: but i think he's the most popular person on that show probably honestly um and then the main event was the aw trios championships between on the line between house of black and cmftr um which was an outstanding match um what i thought would happen would happen it was uh not Ricky Starks getting involved like I thought it would be because Joe could have promo earlier in the night basically be like, you made me wait. So you got what you got because you made him wait. And Punk, after he dove to the outside, got choked out by uh, Samoa Joe, keeping him out of the way and doing it behind the barricade so ref couldn't see it either. And then uh, Dax and Cash got three-on-twoed and then House of Black retained the titles. Um, CM Punk is not... See, everybody thinks CM Punk is this. He
1: is not, Uh, I, I can't think of the word that I'm uh, looking for. He's not immune to being a dumb face.
0: Always, yes. Yes, like rolling to the Samoa, outside.
1: No, Samoa Joe tells you, don't make me wait, and guess what waited. you probably shouldn't do? Make him wait. Then yes. Samoa Joe says, I'm going to basically, he says, I'm going to, earlier in the show, says, I'm going to get you, and then you get got. So yes. it's like, I feel like you should have addressed it before the match so you didn't get Quite choked not. out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Probably just too busy responding to Dave Meltzer bullshit or it, it, yes. I don't know. Yes. No, the, honestly, the giant, match without the the giant match.
1: Samoan man that's mad at me is going to get my attention. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, that, yeah that's going to be the main <laughs> thing I focus on, as opposed to somebody who's writing mean things on Twitter. But – Uh, The match, like I said, it was really good. I love that we got the face-off between Malachi and Punk. Like, that was such a great face-off. And the way that he ducked the uh, roundhouse kick and then sat down cross-legged, and then they had their cross-legged face-off, and then both their teammates came up and, like, faced. Like, they know how to do this shit and then make it, like, feel, like, so huge. Like, the way that crowd went ballistic, because we've seen the spot of, like, the teams all get into the ring and they face off, and then they all start punching each other. We've seen that spot so many times, and it's kind of hard for you to get like really gassed up. I feel like to that you see a lot of that happen, and then some of the, the reactions aren't as huge as you would like it to be. This was different. The way when the, all the like Punk and Malachi sitting cross-legged facing off, that gets people going crazy. After Punk already sat down, and then you see Brody and Buddy come in. And you see Dax and Cash come in, and then Punk and Malachi stand up. And then, like, the crowd came alive. Like, they felt like they were mostly just kind of like, other than the Ricky promo and seeing the acclaimed everything else, they were kind of just, you know, moving, like, slowly. And then they finally came, like, fully alive for this match that everybody was waiting for. Um, and yeah, no, it was just outstanding, really good match, I would say. Match of the night, obviously, for a Collision. And Cash and Dax, dude, they rock it out of the park, and, uh, Were Dax was stamping up to Brody like big time too in that match, which I love and also (laughs) Punk got mad because he's like, "Don't chop me!" and they chopped him. So, yeah.
1: This this simple. First of all, I uh, I know wrestlers might not make as much money as we all think they make, but they have to be paid well for me to be chopped by Brody.
0: uh, Brody Absolutely.
1: That dude doesn't. Man, he's just uh, a gigantic dude. That dude is not is not as big as some people in wrestling, but he comes off as bigger. His pre- he's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, whatever Heidi is. But he literally has that 7'2 big show type of presence. Like, at any point, this man's a threat. Uh, I i did not get Cash press slamming uh, Brody, which I think was necessary. Because uh, uh, yeah. Cash is a big, strong boy, but he didn't get the press slam off. But I really did enjoy the match. I, I truly believe... and. You know, them being honest, they left a little on the table. There's oh, a bigger sure. match, a more exciting match. There's big match FTR, right? And then there's kind of regular day FTR. And this, I feel like this was regular day FTR, which was still good. I just think they have an epic uh, trios match later on between these six.
0: I believe that 100% too. But yeah, that was Collision. People could only talk about one thing because, you know, y'all don't have lives. But either way. AEW Dynamite from this past week opened up with another strong international championship match between the man who was just so close to being dead, I swear, Orange Cassidy versus uh, Wheeler Yuta. These guys did a really strong job. It um, was not one of the best uh, matches that we've gotten from uh, like OC's incredible run with the uh, international championship, but it was still very, very good. Um, the way that they just traded back and forth, I felt like uh, um, it was – it was a strong match, and again, it continues to shine a light on how good the international championship run of Orange Cassidy has been. And then after Yuta uh, tried to go for the uh, seatbelt, uh, Orange rolls him up and held, holds on to uh, his pockets, gets the win, pins him. Claudio immediately jumps in and starts jumping him alongside of uh, John Moxley. Also, would mention, too, it was really cool when um, Orange Cassidy... Stared right in Moxley's face and hit the paradigm shift, which I loved. Best friends then come out to even the odds. Then the Lucha Bros come out, and they start trying to even up the odds as well. Um, However, as Moxley proceeds to try to get out of there alongside Claudio, they grab steel chairs, and they're about to go in. And Eddie Kingston, back from Japan, back from the G1, comes back and outstanding pop, and then starts brawling with Claudio. Everything breaks down, and then... He gets on a mic, and Eddie says, all in, us boys and whoever else you can find against you guys in a stadium stampede match, which, holy shit. First of all, this, I believe, will be the first stadium stampede match that they've done where it's already in a stadium. So that's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Um, I feel like it'll be kind of like...
1: Where where the crowd is in the stadium with them, That's what I'm saying, Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, so... It's going to be interesting how they do that. I wonder if it's just going to be anarchy in the arena just in a bigger venue. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I figured it would and be that's, like. And
1: it's going to be great because I, I, let me tell you one of the strong things about these matches for people that are in the crowd or whatever. Like, you have your front row seats, right? But when they do the stadium thing, every part of that one hundreds and floor section becomes the front row. At some point, they're going to pass you. Some point, oh, yeah. you're going to get a good video of some wrestler near you, and you know, to some people that might not matter, but to a lot of wrestling fans, that is that's the money shot that makes their whole show. So, uh, yeah, I, I really I dig that they're doing this. Yeah,
0: a really cool match for them to announce. Great to see Eddie Kingston get back too from Japan after he was killing it over there. Um, so that was awesome. Um, after that, we had a sit-down interview with Kenny Omega and Jim Ross, talking about what his plan was for uh, All In. They were at Daly's Place, actually, doing the interview. And John talk, uh, Kenny Omega talks about how Don was a friend of his uh, uncle, Uncle Larry the Golden Sheik, and then basically talking about that, uh, how that was working out, and uh, told him about how Don was trying to uh, guide him to be the best athlete. But then he tried to justify everything he tried to do. Uh, and he's like, I want to move on. I don't want him to get in my head. I don't want this all to be about Don and the people he chooses to be having in his family. Talked about how him and Takeshita went back uh, a long way. And he said, you know what? That new cash cow of yours that you think means the world to you, uh, I'm going to take him away. Don Callison interrupts it, and then he gets jumped by... Uh, uh, Club Gold, Juice Robinson, and Jay White. Takeshita then joins in. They start beating up about it, and then uh, Hangman follows them to the hospital. And then they do. He does a promo in front of the uh, hospital, basically being like, "Okay, so you're gonna start a beatdown. You're gonna need to finish it. So here's what's gonna be: uh, Juice, Jay, Takeshita versus, uh, uh yeah. So Hangman, Abushi." Uh, uh, and uh, Kenny Omega. So that's how they're doing that match. So it's going to be Kenny, Ibushi, Hangman, versus Juice J and Takeshita. And they do that at All In. So a very cool match to be announced. Uh, And yeah, so that was what that segment brought to. I thought it was strong. I love that uh, Bullet Club Gold has kind of sort of been in the Don Cows family, even though they've just mostly been like, you know, jumping people they they have problems with. And they've had, and look, Bullet Club Gold and The Elite, it's very clear to say why they have problems with each other. Even, Bullet Club Gold, um, Gold literally said they were the most elite version of Bullet Club at this point, point in time. So, shots, there you go. There's a reason why those two would have problems with The Elite. So, And we get another match with Ibushi. I think this will be a lot more up his alley because he's very familiar with guys like Juice and Jay and Takeshita, so... I and, think it's, and,
1: it's, you know, it's, and I, I don't think Obushi like not knowing Kodo Obushi but just knowing how the pride in wrestling that he seems to take that he's not gonna be super satisfied with that forbidden door. Sure. Yeah. So I think he's gonna basically come in looking better. Not forbidden gonna, door, but a blood and uh, guts. Blood and guts. And he's gonna come in looking better and he's gonna kick the shit out of everyone.
0: Absolutely. So yeah. I'm I'm excited for this match and I'm excited for more because I love that dude to death. i love abushi um another in uh segment this was also including don Callis, inviting chris jericho basically to give his official answer which came down to him saying yes and it's like jericho appreciation society walked out of me i need to get back to my roots and and align with a man who is as low as i am and they hugged and he's like that's great let's go drink and beat up some rednecks just like back in the day but then he's like you have a like canvas here that you're like a picture right, that you're hiding up here. What, what is this? It's like, oh, it's just another picture of you mean bad news. Um, uh, One, 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 of you, do you want, which one of your houses do you want to send to? But it's like, well, you have it in here. I want to see it. He's like, Chris, no. It's like, if it's a gift, I want to see it. He pulls the cloth off and it's Don Callis holding Jericho's decapitated head. And he's like, the hell is this? He's like, it's a practical joke. He's like, did you think I was going to say no? So, over a business decision, you were gonna have me assassinated, beheaded if I said no to you? It's like, no, no, no. It's like I paid a lot of money. This artist screwed up, and he's like, Stop lying. I've known you since 1989. You scumbag lowlife. Shout the out first to Mel Art. Yeah, exactly. For the first time in your life, be honest with me and tell tell the truth. And Callis is like, I did not think in a million years you would say yes to me because of your massive ego. I've known you for 34 years. It's always been about you. I thought you'd make a stupid decision. In a business of egomaniacs, you are the greatest at being that, a narcissistic egomaniac who's too stupid to see what's good for him. You don't deserve to be a part of the Don Callis family. And Jericho just was like, who the hell even is Don Callis? Three years ago, you were you weren't in the wrestling business, and nobody cared. And because of me, you're at the top in AEW right now, doing all this stuff. You've lost your family. You've lost Kenny Omega. You've lost your friends because you don't and you've you don't have me. You messed up every single personal relationship, and it's because you're a low life, a worm, a piece of trash, and an asshole. Don Callis slaps him. Jericho chokes him and puts him against the turnbuckles, and then Takeshi comes in and Jericho uh, cuts him off, though. And then Will Ospreay blindsides Chris Jericho, cracks him in the skull, and then Don Callis takes the picture, slams it over his head. We get a backstage segment of uh, Jericho getting his cut tended to, and he calls out Will Ospreay, challenges him in his home country at all in London. Not the match I thought Jer- uh, uh, Osprey was going to get, but regardless, Jericho versus Osprey is a match... That I did not think we were gonna get. We were gonna get even when Jericho had a small stint in New, New Japan. I didn't think Will Ospreay was a person that you would think Jericho would wrestle. So the fact that we're getting this match is crazy, and I think it's a cool way for Jericho to be involved with the Don Castle feud without kind of being involved with the Don Castle feud. Like this was really cool, and the Will Ospreay surprise was perfectly done.
1: Yes, and the word choice. He's like, you're gonna hire someone yeah. to assassinate, assassinate. him aerially.
0: Yes, aerially, aerially.
1: The, uh, the aerial assassin will Osprey. Um, I see some people online, some people that I, you know, consider friends, not super excited about this match. Does not think it's the best. Uh, uh, best use of Will Osprey, but I want to be clear. You can think that. There you go. <laughs> like that's it's it. The, that's it. Yeah, you can. You feel free to think that. Uh, there was a match on dynamite. Not for me. Okay. Not everything in wrestling is going to be for everybody. That's
0: Oh, we're going to have to say that about a match mm-hmm. later
1: on this show. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. and It's just not everything is going to be for everybody. Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, one of the biggest names in wrestling. People in the UK love this dude. They can't wait to sing along to uh, Judas when he comes out. Will Ospreay, UK born. uh, dude changed the name of the United States Championship in uh, New Japan put a flag on it made it the UK title this is the child of uh, the UK and there is no way he shouldn't be on uh, this show this is the biggest show in wrestling history in the UK Will Ospreay has to be on it I mean dude if if Davey Boy was still alive I'd be like he needs to be on it like dude they should have like a battle royal doing zero hour and like Every active British star that's not signed with a major company should be in it. They should every British wrestler should be able to say I was there. I and it's one of those things. I know people don't like this. I think they should find a way to get everybody in AEW on the show somehow. I know oh, it's yeah. not possible, but like when they're doing the Stadium Stampede, they should have different cameos of people in the back. Because this show, as we get towards doing it. It's not about any wrestler. It's not about a main eventer. This is about AEW. This is a celebration of pro wrestling.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Darby Allin and Nick Wayne versus Gates of Agony was next. This was a solid enough match. You know, the little guys versus the big guys. Um, and it was a pretty solid match, I would say. The biggest thing, though, honestly, was when uh, Swerve uh, was about to go jump uh, uh, Darby yeah. Allin and Nick Wayne. And then that's when Sting shows up on the not, Titan Tribe.
1: Not just Sting, but not just Sting. Joker Sting.
0: Oh yeah, right. I I told you I saw a little bit of the Joker coming into his uh his his uh face paint again.
1: He did. And now we
0: just started him seeing him act like uh Joker Sting again, and oh, it was so good. He's he, like, it, I'm directing movies.
1: Yes, and the star of his movie, Prince Nana.
0: Okay, now.
1: I, again, I've considered myself tied in the nine and eleven thing. What was that about?
0: I think it's just literally like he forgot about it. Honestly,
1: okay, because I thought it's like somebody was mentioning it or might mean something, and I didn't. Uh, uh, my, if it did, uh, my it went fav- over my head. So Yes, uh, uh, maybe my favorite people
0: smarter than me know.
1: My favorite wrestling groups. Uh, I guess it might be like a Joker reference like you didn't even know what day it is or whatever. I don't know. My favorite wrestling groups have been kind of been anti-punk lately, so I have not been in my favorite wrestling groups a lot. So, uh, I, I wanted Very to ask, stuff. but yeah, I wanted to ask but I didn't get, I didn't want to hear. And apparently being
0: anti-punk such. means you're anti-FTR even though they weren't even involved with the whole world. Of the, uh, it's uh, the same shit uh, I've been talking uh, again,
1: about. Again, we don't need to address that again, but FTR till I die. Like yes. literally if you hate CMFTR, you will hate everything I'm wearing in the UK cuz everything much. is pink and black. <laughs> and,
0: I hate, and I just hate y'all. So all, it's all it's all, neutral.
1: all pink and black everything. <laughs> like like no. seriously.
0: Represent, brother. <laughs> the dude. But no. Dude,
1: I got a pink polo to go out in. I don't yeah, Let's yeah. go. <laughs>
0: let's go. But yeah, so St- Joker Sting is literally like, you know, being like, you better have eyes in the back of your head. And because we have a coffin match in Wembley Stadium, red blood cells are already moving. And he goes, It's showtime. And like the fucking grin on his face and the smirk, like he's like gigging it up. And it's so funny. Screams at Nana and he runs away. He's like, Nana, come on, Nana. It's so funny. Like Dude. that was the best part about this entire thing was just Joker Sting being Joker Sting. Cause he like, when he gets to do that, like he goes all in, no pun intended, and just has the most fun with it. It's honestly so entertaining.
1: I believe the first time I saw Sting wrestle was 1985, a lot of years before you were born. Let's not say the a exact lot. number. Uh, in 38 years later, the year 2023, this dude's about to be in a casket match. In literally the biggest show in wrestling history. What? What? What does this happen? With literally, I don't even think, I don't even think Darby's half his age at this point. I think, I I I think Sting is more than twice Darby's age. I think, Swerve might be the young, uh, old, uh, like closest to him, maybe AR Fox, and they're still probably 30 years younger than him. <laughs> so, this is shit is crazy. I just honestly, sometimes when people are thinking about this show, I'm like, okay, Chris Jericho, when he was in WCW, was never the star of that show, right? Sting was yeah. the franchise of that show. They, they represent different generations of WCW, they're both going to be on this show. You know, and it's just like you. I, I want people to think about it as more than just a wrestling show, because at this point, this is a cultural phenom- uh, phenomenon, as far as UK and just pro wrestling in general. I mean, I, I'm going to talk about this more, and I'm probably going to say too much about it, but I just don't understand if people understand how big of a deal this is. Yeah, this is not WWE. They have literally beat the largest WrestleMania ever. They've sold more tickets than that. I don't care how much the tickets cost. I don't care any of your uh, any of your other reasons to argue. I'm just saying, the biggest wrestling show ever is not a WWE show. It's seriously crazy. No, and, and, know, again, and like... this is crazy. This is not a brag. This is not a shot at WWE. WWE's worth billions of dollars come on. They've won this race 50 times over at this point. It's just and that guess what? Tony Khan AEW goes out of business in a year which of course it won't. I don't think it will anyway. AEW goes out of business in a year. This is his legacy. This show is his legacy. This show is the, the Young Bucks legacy. The Elite legacy is this show. They People were questioning literally five years ago we are almost like, two weeks from five years ago, at All In, people were questioning whether they could put 10,000 people in a building. They are about to put 80,000 people in a stadium. Yeah. Like, so, if you have a problem with the elite, I know I joke. You have a problem with elite, you have a problem with pro wrestling. For real. Like Simple. I said, it's, ne- it's never.
0: It's it's you can't deny the work that these guys have done to literally change the landscape of Dude. what the pro wrestling business looks like right now. It was a monopoly for the longest time. Everyone else, like I said, Ring, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact. Like it was all fun, yeah. but it's like none of y'all were an alternative. Like you it was just insider stuff for people who cared more about wrestling outside of WWE and just knew about more. Yeah. But WWE, when you thought pro wrestling, you thought WWE. Now there's literally a second company that's about to sell out one of the biggest stadiums in the world.
1: Yeah. You can put them in like your Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame just on this. Yes. They could have never had a five-star match ever, and you could have put them just on this. You want to talk about impact on professional wrestling? I would say maybe Hogan is probably the only, uh, as far as wrestlers that has had more of an impact on my life as a professional wrestling fan than the elite at this point.
0: Yeah. So again, you can't deny it. So it's, it's huge. And I'm so gassed about it. And it's going to be insane how the whole show shapes out. But we then had the next segment between, uh, MJF and Adam Cole. The, the video segment was them going to Outback Steakhouse to try to scout out the, uh, Aussie open, uh, and that was very funny, and also, uh, MJF getting a new thing over, which is a kangaroo kick, and he, they proceeded, I don't know, who, did you know who the guy was that they, uh, that they got, uh, ca- caught to do the double clothesline to in the, uh, video, so I, I, I couldn't, I didn't know if that was someone specific, or if that was just some random guy.
1: Oh, that was Charlie from BT. That's,
0: That's what uh, I thought, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, I that's Charlie remember what he I did. he he looked familiar and I was like there, there's a name to it I can't put it there.
1: I don't know if it's current but when I used to watch the Ethan show him and Jamie Hater that's her her boyfriend. But that's again when I used to watch the show. And they said it on the show so this is not me breaking any wrestling news. So, yes. we're not together. I I you know, I don't care. I just was watching the show about Toys and they happened to say it and I remembered it.
0: <laughs> there you go so <laughs> they, there's that and then they proceed to like distract him and then hit him into a uh kiddie pool with the double clothesline uh it was very very funny and then they proceeded to cut a promo talking about how the importance of this match but then also getting a little bit of time to uh like could throw some slight barbs at each other like uh in this promo segment yeah uh, um,
1: I-, I just want to let everybody know tony Khan's a terrible actor which was hilarious. No, it was terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah when they were like, terrible. when they were like, we're we're gonna we're, we get called into Tony Khan's off. It's Like, it's no, yeah. no, dude.
1: No, yeah, and he was doing the yelling thing, and I I was laughing. You didn't buy it for a it, second. It was it was beautiful, and I love it. Uh, again, uh, Tony Khan being a bad actor has always been the uh, focus. The, the focus of my all this has been a work from the beginning thing. I know I'm not going to go into it again, but, uh, yeah, yeah. The dude's not good, no. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I love it. He's one of us, and he, he's a wrestler, He's a super wrestling nerd with a shit ton of money. That's what he is, and I love that about him.
0: Yeah. So the in-ring promo, like I said, Adam Cole talking about basically how he didn't think he was going to be able to wrestle and had so many doctors telling him that he probably wasn't going to be able to wrestle uh, now he's going to be in the biggest pro wrestling show, challenging for the most prestigious prize in that, in their sport. And he talked about winning that world title. MJF then talks about basically how on his first day of wrestling school, he wrote down two dream opponents, Cody Rhodes and Adam Cole, Bebe. And then just talked about the way that he worked his way up to the first all-in and talked about all that. And now that he was going to be main eventing all-in London and but then he said, basically, you're still not the, on the level of the devil. And they kind of face off again, talking about like how they're going to win. And then they get jumped by Aussie Open. But then they turn the tables, look for the double clothesline. Then they roll out. And then he try- MJF tries to do the kangaroo kick. And then uh, Kyle Fletcher gets pulled out uh, and... Roderick strong also he got super pissy as well when they rolled up and i'm pretty sure it was i couldn't tell if it was a ferrari or a lambo i couldn't tell honestly it was so quick but he got so pissy when he showed them show up in the super nice car that he kicks the tire and he hurts himself oh Roderick, you generic white man you're even like more of a bitch now than you were before like i feel bad for the guy but i don't it's so funny how he's doing this and i'm i'm interested to see how it all shapes out though with uh how he goes because like i said it seems so much more like adam cole is going to be the one like you brought it up and i said it wouldn't work but it does genuinely seem like it's going to get to the point where adam cole turns on mjf because he even he was eyeing him up possibly after they chased out aussie open and then he steps up and then they hug um so you might honestly be right about that
1: yeah um when uh adam cole said it- Adam Cole, if you you know his favorite wrestler, you know everybody does the Sean and Brett thing, but his favorite wrestler was Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Well, before WrestleMania seventeen, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I need
0: to do every anything. I will do anything.
1: What? Yeah That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I will do anything. I I need to win this match. And I felt like when he was cutting his promo, it very much had that vibe. Very much had that vibe.
0: I I was reminded of it, too, for sure.
1: Yes, by uh, do anything. Like, I know we're friends. I like you. I want to be your best friend. We can go play video games afterwards. But you're not beating me (laughs) at all in. You're not beating me at the biggest show ever. I'm going to embarrass you. And that makes me excited.
0: Yeah, it makes me excited, too. We then... Oh, boy. Talking about matches that, like, you know, this wasn't made for you. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Death Match between Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy. This match was sponsored by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game that is coming out. Um, very much in the same vein as the Friday the 13th video game for anybody who's played it. So it's gonna be. I'm I'm hoping it's a lot less buggy than that one. Honestly, the game looks good, I will say. But this was an ad thing. First thing I want to say off top was the fact that it was reported that. They got uh, like over $100,000 off of this brand deal, and all, all of the money went to the Maui uh, uh, fund, basically to fund the uh, help for the uh, fires that the uh, city of Maui and Hawaii have uh, suffered through. So that's a W from, from Jump Street that you get. They, they made all that money, and then they gave it to that cause, which is amazing. Which I mean, it's it's fight for the fall, and it's good to see that they're still keeping that in the name and they are still sticking to that mindset too i do like that um but this match people have strong opinions on and i honestly want to go to floyd with it first because i don't know the which way he would go with it um but i want to go to see floyd's thought on this match specifically
1: i love wrestling i love all aspects of it this match was not for me there it is um it was a cluster i was on the phone with jr um, if you if people didn't know, Madden came out on Monday. Uh the uh I I'm on YouTube TV, so the show continued on my YouTube TV while I played Madden. And okay. now I saw the end. Um it, it I imagine there is some wrestling fan that went freaking nuts and loved this match, and to them, I'm glad you enjoyed it. The belt looked awesome. Dude. Yeah. Dude. Dude, if I was into horror movies at all,
0: oh yeah, sign no, me up Texas, for that. Sign, Texas sign Chainsaw Massacre isn't one of my favorite series in in horror movies, but I mean, like, dude, for a match that got thrown together in like a week, the fact that they got a belt made for it and it had Leatherface on it, that's just cool off jump. I I, I got
1: to tell you, it made me want to go in a call to get a Patrick Mahomes belt made with the the hair and the headband and cheap stuff all everywhere. I'm not, but like. You know, my my, my my finger started itching because that's the first thing I saw. And I was like, oh, my God, a, pro, a Patrick Mahomes' head silhouette on there as a thing. Oh, my God, with every time he's won the MVP. But I'll wait to the end of his career to get that done. But, yeah, oh, there that, that I do know. But I am not into horror movies. Don't like them. Not my thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like to sleep. And, unfortunately, I have overactive imagination. And horror movies jack with that thing like crazy. So uh, this match was fun. I liked Satnam Singh in, uh, for a certain group of people. I'm not saying fun for, for me. Uh, I liked Satnam Singh in the uh, overalls. And it was funny because I think it was like last week or before I was saying how we need to really get away from the cluster death matches on AEW Dynamite for a week. And then it was like they just gave me the middle finger and upped it by 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: here, here's here's the the couple things I will say about this match. One, I do think there was actually a slight genuine uh, interest to do some references to the the movie itself because I would like to believe I I like it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but I believe the outfits from uh you know Jay Lethal and all those guys, I think they were a lot of them were trying to represent the Sawyer family. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't see anything as explicit like a chop top uh, uh like cosplay or anything like that. But I think there was a genuine interest to try to at least like reference the movie a little bit. Um, I loved Jeff Hardy's like mask and his face paint. Looked amazing, his leatherface outfit. I thought that was genuinely so cool. Um, and yes, this match was very stupid, very silly, dumb wrestling nonsense. Um, and I know the first thing that everybody jumped to with the whole ordeal, I knew they would too, because it, like when it was announced, I knew this was the first thing. They were gonna compare this with the zombie match, uh, where they wh- what was the na- what was the name of the movie they even promoted? I can't even remember what the goddamn movie was, but it was the zombie match with the Miz and uh, John Morrison and all those guys uh, and Damian Priest. Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Yes. So yeah, so I knew. Yeah, I knew that was the thing that people were gonna jump to. I, that wasn't even honestly the first thing I thought of. when I thought of this happening, the first thing I thought of was when Chucky was on WCW. Uh,
1: yeah. That was the first thing that dude, came to my mind. Dude, let me tell you, RoboCop wrestled a match in WCW. I Watch remember that. that. Yeah. Um, you know, um, me and JR watched A Halloween Habit with uh, Triple Cage, the extra, not the one that was in Rating Rumble, but they did one on the show where it was the Alliance, the Hulkamania matchup. Versus Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, and they had to go down the three tires, and it turned into clusterfuck. That was a worse match than this one, by far. No, and this and match, I- this match was comical. You were supposed to laugh at it. It yeah. wasn't supposed to be serious. You weren't supposed to, you know, this wasn't for the title. It was outside of storyline. It was for an imaginary belt that we didn't even know exist until after the end of the match. You yeah. either liked it or you didn't. It, it no, really and again, is, I, uh, I, I w-
0: and I wouldn't even and like I said, I wouldn't even uh compare it to uh, like I said, the zombie match was the one everyone went to. The zombie match had no redeeming qualities to it whatsoever. Yeah. This honestly, more so to me, was like the jackass match from WrestleMania with Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. That's what that reminded me of. <laughs> A match that honestly had some fun spots into it, but if you aren't but if you aren't into this, you aren't gonna be into it at all. Yeah. Like, it's the same mindset. Like, obviously, if you don't like any of those gimmicky, like, stupid, like, like, oh, we're promoting something, and it's got a whole bunch of dumb gags in it and stuff like that, you're never going to like any of these matches. And I get it. Like I said, some of them transcend it where nobody likes it. See the zombie match, like I said? I compare this significantly more to the jackass match. Yeah. So yeah it's stupid fun. If you're in the right mood for it, it can be entertaining. And it had fun spots into it, like I said. I will always take a guitar spot. I think the guitar being slammed into people's heads is one of the best, like, weapon spots. It's just so well used, even though I feel bad for the guitar because I'm a music guy. But it was honestly, like I said, I thought it was fine Uh, for what it was. Have you ever seen this? The fact fact that it also still donated money to the Maui, uh, like, fire incidents – gives you an, at least comfort of like well something good came out of this match so at least there is a reason for it, for it to exist
1: you ever seen the episodes of a TV show where the person sleeps and then the whole episode is them having a nightmare and then they wake up and that really wasn't a part of the show it was just you know it was just an episode right yeah that's what the, this match was a Jeff Jarrett fever dream in the middle of the show and now we can move on to regular wrestling
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But either way, we had the qualifier match between Britt Baker and, and the bunny. Uh, fine enough match. Uh, the thing people kept freaking out about was that in picture in picture, Penelope Ford literally licked Britt Baker. And I was like, you can't be doing that, dude. The internet's going to hold on to that for months. Like, what are you doing? But it was very funny, I will say. Um, but Britt gets the victory, punches her ticket. So a girl was also announced on the first all-in she is also going to be at uh all-in london very cool to see so that match is now set sarea versus ikara shida versus brit baker versus oh my god why am i blanking on the last one shit who's the last one so Britt baker brit baker tony storm tony storm she got the yeah. buy that's I why i say yeah she yeah, that's she- why i forgot because she got the buy that's yeah. right i love tony storm though um but yeah so that was cool Max Cather and Anthony Bowens were going to have a match. Uh, I did love, I will mention from Collision, how they were going to go scissor me uh, and then uh, proceeded to not have Daddy asked to scissor, which is very sweet. And then the uh, House of Black came out and jumped him and then took Billy Gunn's boots. So I just wanted to mention that real quick before we got to the main event. But thoughts on the women's match and then just the uh, House of Black going after the acclaimed yet again? Oh
1: let's see women's a match uh i thought it was i thought it was really good uh just I, I just thought it was uh done well uh brit and penelope had worked a lot together and you could kind of tell because everything just looked a lot smoother uh no, yeah brit and the bunny had worked a lot together so everything looked smooth penelope yeah. uh played her part and i loved them and it was just so funny they came out in their horror gimmicks and it's like why weren't you in the why well, when not you're in the Texas The Chainsaw match? That's all I could think when I saw that. Uh, and um, let's see. What else am I thinking? Um, what was the other match?
0: Uh, uh, it wasn't even a match. I it was just the Acclaimed coming out and then getting jumped by the House of Black.
1: My eyes rolled so hard. I, I, the Acclaimed fighting, I don't know who else is even there. The Acclaimed fighting the House of Black and fight, were coming to Billy Gunn doing his return I might be a stick in the mud. It does nothing for me.
0: Like, Them stealing the boots was the biggest thing that I was like, okay, so we're going to get this kind of finished. and It like, yeah. gives me confident yes. comfort in knowing Dude, Billy Gunn is coming back.
1: I think the House of Black has done a lot to, le- to like legitimize and make these trios titles something that matter. They are the dominant trio in AEW right now, and that's what the belts mean. They lose to the acclaim. I feel like all that
0: work kind of goes away. Like I said, it doesn't really make much sense to me, honestly. Because like I said, it just doesn't. Like, I I love the acclaim, but it just, I feel like there's a, like, I would, like, I wanted, I knew it wasn't going to happen. But at the end of the day, I thought we were building to the trios titles being won by CMFTR and then them fighting over the elite for it. And then the elite win the trios titles back, I figured. That's what I thought we were eventually getting to at some point, but. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But moving over to the main event, Young Bucks versus the Guns, Brothers versus Brothers. Good, very good Young Bucks match. These guys just continue like to absolutely tear it up in what they do with tag team wrestling. Um, and they were able to actually – they actually cheated to get the win too because as the Guns tried to use uh, their other teammate to get leverage on a roll-up, Young Bucks fought out of it, and then they did the exact same thing. And they were able to get the leverage to get the pin. Then Juice Robinson and Jay White come out, continue attacking the elite, uh, thanks to uh, the help from, like mentioned, from Don Callis. They're looking like they're going to trap Matt Jackson's arm and injure it into a chair. And then FTR comes out. They clean house, they chase him off, and then the Bucks and FTR cooperate as Dax and Cash tease hitting the Shatter Machine, but then don't do it, and then hold their titles facing off against the Bucks. So you're not getting your shit slinging, I will say, from FTR and the Young Bucks. Like, we all kind of wanted, but again, they haven't turned heel or anything like that, so you kind of knew you weren't going to get that, but you wanted another element, I felt like, from this match, instead of just more respectful tag team wrestling. Yeah,
1: I like me some respectful tag team wrestling. I like... That the story is just one versus two. But I think if you're going to do this right, something big is going to have to come out of the match. And I don't know what that is, but something big is going to have to come out of that match. Where it's going to have to be somebody not doing the right thing. You know what I mean? So, right now, it looks like FTR is kind of being built as being hotter than the Young Bucks right now. So... That match is going to be... It's going to be crazy. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I am trying my best in my own life to temper my expectations for that match. It's not going to
0: happen, I feel like, though. Y'all, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, it's just like, when y'all hear the review next week, yeah. <laughs> it will... I doubt it will show any of that me being tempered at all.
0: I'm going to probably be nuts. Yeah. So, that was Dynamite. Uh, best part was when Leatherface came out. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> That was AEW dynamite in this week of AEW. Apologies for making most of it me screaming at people about CM Punk, but what else did you expect from me, honestly? After this week, if you didn't expect that, I honestly don't think you know me though. Um, but yeah, current All In card right now, as we stand, I think it looks solid. I you obviously want it to feel bigger, like kind of how the first when they announced the first uh, Forbidden Door card, how that card felt like massive. Even before, like before, people got hurt or sick and they couldn't perform on the show, I still think we're pretty solid at where we're at right now. If we add in Punk vs. Joe, which hasn't officially been announced, but you know you're going to get. But for somebody who's going to the show at least, your levels of excitement seeing this card and like how you feel looking towards it.
1: Dude, my level of excitement on a scale of one to 10 is 14.
0: I'm not even saying level on one to 10, but go ahead. Yeah.
1: It's 14. It was ten when you announced the Bucks versus FTR. Oh yeah. Uh, no, it was ten at that point. Then I get fucking Sting, one of my childhood favorite wrestlers, in a casket match with Darby Allen, who is my favorite wrestler, my favorite singles wrestler in AEW currently. Uh, you know, CM Punk. You know, argue, argue with yourself. I don't care which one. They're like one and one a. Whatever. Uh, then you got that. Then you got this MJF and Adam Cole match built in a way I've literally never seen a match built before. This build has been so intriguing because I am always like, we need something new in wrestling. And the build to MJF and Adam Cole is something completely unique. Yes. You get a 20-year rivalry in CM Punk and Samoa Joe. I never got to see any of those matches live when I was younger. So I get to see it on this big stage. I mean, this is a match that was done in a bingo hall, now being done in a stadium. If if that's not enough story for you, I don't know what else uh know what else does. Shout out to the original uh Allen with the amazing trio match with Kenny Omega, Hangman and Kota Ibushi. Yes. Kota Ibushi was in the trio in the main event of that show. So Kota is going to be in the show again against Jay White, uh, uh Juice Robinson and uh Takeshita, who is kind of like, you know, the new guy right now. And it's like you know Everything you have on this card is great. I I know I'm the proclivity of positivity, so when I say I love something, people are going to take it with you know kind of a grain of salt. That guy loves everything, but all in to me is shaping up to be an amazing show. Uh, you know, some it's gonna be some people's cup of tea. It's not gonna be some people's cup of tea. They have hit every note on this show. Uh, uh, I'd rather FTR and Young Bucks main event, but tag Match is don't really main event in AEW. That's not something that they do. So they're just gonna go out there and embarrass everybody and make them not want to come out after the shows. Like, after FTR and the Young Bucks wrestle, there's gonna be like a 10-minute wait because they're gonna be trying to talk other people into coming out because they would have just stolen the show at that point. So... I'm looking forward to everything on the show. I'm looking forward to what they haven't announced yet because, you know, we we don't even know who the three tag members for uh, the Blackfoot Combat Club is going to be. So that leads to a whole nother level of excitement there. And they're going to be fighting through a stadium. This match pretty much has something for everybody.
0: Yeah, honestly, it's going to be really, really exciting to see. Uh, and I'm, I'm right there with you, man. This show looks like it's shaping to be absolutely outstanding. And we're going to give you our full preview of All In when all the matches get announced uh, starting tomorrow. I um, mean, next week, sorry. Uh, but that's all we have in the uh, review of uh, this week in AEW in regards of what's coming up uh, for Fight for the Fallen uh, Rampage. We're getting Ray Phoenix versus Commander, which should be a great match, I will say. Tony Storm and Ruby Soho versus Hikaru Shida and Sky Blue. Uh, that'll be happening. You're also getting uh, Dr. Britt Baker speaking. It's kind of weird that she's not in that match because you thought it would be the four of them, like, you know, you know, everybody's all facing off against each other uh, since they're all in the match, but Sky is going to be in there. Uh, you're going to hear from Dr. Britt Baker though, and then in regards to uh, Rampage, I mean for a Collision, sorry, you're going to get Darby Allen versus Christian Cage, so that's a big match that you're getting uh, for that, and uh, I don't know if there's any other matches that were announced for Collision, but I'm sure you're going to get a face-off between CM Punk and uh, Samoa Joe to officially make that match happen. And you um, might,
1: I mean, if it goes like anything like Wednesday, you might get the Young Bucks' first appearance on Collision.
0: You could, honestly. It would be very nice to see, honestly. I would love to see the Young Bucks on Collision just to see the absolute shitstorm that would go on and how many stories Wrestling Observer could make out of it because, you know, that's all they can do. But I'm sorry, I'm very pissy right now. Uh, that's all we have at least right now for a preview of AW coming up. Uh, now, Floyd, you do have a little bit of a headline to mention though before we kind of get out of here.
1: Yes, as a person that is going to London, uh, when you bought a ticket, they said, "Hey, you can buy a ticket to this fan fest on Saturday," like it's just a little extra and. You get to go to a fan fest and meet AEW wrestlers. You know it's on Saturday. You know where it's at. We literally know nothing else. Not a time, not anybody attending. And I, you know, I know, I know, uh, I know um, AEW tends to do things lately late, but we're like a week away. This is not two weeks. We are literally eight days away from the thing. Give us something. Come on. (laughs) Like these are people that have been waiting. However long AEW, like when we're almost year five for AEW to come to London, meet some of their favorite wrestlers. I'm imagining you're going to charge a price for these things. How about you give them a chance to, you know, budget, save money, you know, pay for it. I've met everybody in AEW. This is not for me. I am talking for my UK people. What the hell's going on?
0: Yeah, it's honestly kind of insane that they haven't yeah. like had anything kind of set in stone or like, or like at least tweeted out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, here's some positivity.
1: I'm, posit- I'm positive, but not announcing anything. is stupid right now. You're, you're yeah. leaving money on the table. People are literally like itching like, asking me, like, where, where, when is this happening? And I'm like, I don't know shit. I don't know who made you think I know shit. I don't know shit. <laughs> I don't know if FTR is going to be there. I don't know who's going to be there. And it's just like, so what are we doing? You yeah. know? Like, what are you, I mean, it's going to be like games. It's going to be stuff. And I know, like, they've given start. they gave the all-out stuff to StarCast. Smart. What are we doing in London? Yeah. No, but no, I, I, I am just serious. It just seems like I understand they play fast and loose. There's going to be 80,000 people there. They announce it next Wednesday. It's probably going to sell out. Everything's going to sell out. But, yes. you know, fan service. Let people let your fans yeah. prepare. No, so we'll see at least what comes of that at least. But... Because I, I'm going to say, if they don't announce FTR, I ain't even go. I mean, I'm yeah, going. I'm not even... I'm not paying for anything because I've met all of these wrestlers. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Like, and I'm not taking anything with me to get signed. I did get my new AEW tag belt. I didn't even bring that up.
0: Did you? you did,
1: yes. God, it's so beautiful. And I got a question. Have you seen anybody else on social media post about having that belt? Uh, not that I've seen, at least. No, like I'm on Twitter, Instagram. I'm in wrestling groups. I don't think they sold a lot of those belts.
0: I don't think so either. I, th- I mean, they restock the uh, they restock like, the AEW World Title like a good amount, and yeah. they uh, at the live events they sell the AEW and the TNT title. But I haven't seen yeah, the like tag when title the TNT
1: title came out. Oh God, there was a hundred posts about it. Yeah, With the World Title hundred posts. I literally like I'm the only post I've seen about the tag, but I know I'm not the only one that ordered it. But it is just like I like I'm in a pro wrestling team's VIP group. I haven't even seen anybody else in the VIP group.
0: Yeah, post well, I think it. if, that, like I said, I do think if they would uh, actually like restock it, I think it would be very possible that you would see, you know, more people post about it. But they don't restock that belt much at all. It's really just the AW World Title and the TNT. Well, title. The, the tag belt
1: that was, this was the first shipping. I was one of the first people to get. one. Yeah, no, I know that, but they haven't even like
0: restocked yeah. it since then.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. So I like I said, I don't know. I, I was just intrigued. That I had not seen another post. And I'm not saying this is special. It just seems fucking weird. It you is a, I, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is a such a <laughs> cool belt design though.
1: No, I, I I love it. Uh I I sent Cash a message about it and he was like, Bring it the next time. Yes. And that is the pretty much the Have extent. you gotten your
0: FTR belts yet?
1: Oh uh, no, no. Uh so I'll tell you this about the FTR belt. I call, I was like, oh, I have the rest of your money for the belt because I kind of paid half down. I was going to pay half later. And he's like, and I was trying to ask him how to pay him. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. That made me think, I'm probably not getting the belt for a while.
0: Right. Because it's not like that urgent. If it's
1: not that urgent for him to get, someone is trying to give him money. And he's like, "Ah," <laughs> that means the belt's not going to be ready.
0: Cause Fair
1: Because if, if he had the belts ready, he'd be like, hey, where's my money? Where's the For sure. Where, Since it's
0: show, hey, Bout's about to show up at your house.
1: Where's my money? No, I came to him and it was just like, I ah, don't worry about it. And I was like, okay, I won't worry about it. I'm going all out. Sure. I'm going all in and all out. Uh, but it's going to be funny because he's going to be like, it's going to come to like November 1st. And he's like, hey, dude, why haven't you paid me? I tried. <laughs> you wouldn't let me. Hey, I tried.
0: <laughs> like, shit shit
1: that came up since then, brother.
0: <laughs> Real. No. No, the, the belt looks great. I yeah. still like I said, eventually I'm gonna get the AEW. Well, I have this this see this is how stupid I am. I have the uh the custom like, you know, the nameplate for huh. CM Punk. Like I just have the nameplate. Yes. I don't have the belt, but I just have the nameplate. <laughs> yes. I want to I do
1: I have the blank name plate and I really I I really want to get the Jay Briscoe one done so it yeah. could be like the FTR ones. Uh we'll see. I I, I like I it's kind of one of those things one of those weird things I want to ask. Is it okay if I do this cuz it just seems like, you know. Sure. I just want my belt to look like their belt. It's not me trying. Right. To... <laughs> you would think that they'd
0: get to a point though obviously yeah. it is different since it's just strictly done through pro wrestling tees. You would think they'd get to a point where you can make custom name plates. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so, no, but you can just, like, go to... Like, I can go to Engraver around here and oh, have sure, it knocked yeah. out, but...
0: Uh, but you, think you would think, sh- like, Shop AEW Pro Wrestling Tees would do that, too. Yeah, so, well, we'll see. but We will see, though, but I think that'll do it, though, for this episode of All Things Elite. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in every single week, and thank you for putting up for my pissy ass, because I'm just i'm like i'm still hot like sorry It's, it's been it's a fresh wound for me and i'm very tired of this bullshit and i would like to move on from it honestly but that's regardless and that's besides the point i don't care anymore uh thank you guys again so much for tuning in i really do appreciate it floyd and i love you guys tune in every single week you guys mean the world to us we love it and we love you guys tuning in it means the world that we get to do this podcast and it's so much fun Please continue to download this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts, and you've listened to us on Spotify or wherever you choose to listen to us. Give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish. You can leave a rating and a review, and you can also leave. Uh, 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 you can even, you can also subscribe to this podcast also, so you don't miss a single episode of it. That helps us out the most. We are at, AT Pod on Twitter at social suplex, so the guys that make this show possible. Check out all the other shows they have on their network. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. And I will kindly go sulk into the corner and scream about how much I hate wrestling fans and I hate wrestling media and everyone is so stupid and everything like that. I will go sulk. And then I'll also probably see my mentions get blown up about people hating me, but that's fine. I really don't care. And Floyd, the true proclivity of positivity. He can take us home on this episode of All Things Elite.
1: I ask everyone that listens to the show... For their positive thoughts and prayers to you, whoever you, uh, whatever deity that you pray to. If you don't pray to a DDT, just give me positive vibes. As, yeah, I need a lot of things to go my way. <laughs> uh, a lot of things to go my way before next week. So hopefully that's done. I keep hoping and praying that I wake up in the morning and I have an email saying that my original passport is on the way or something like that. Uh, but like I said, with the amount of errors in it, I don't know how they're going (laughs) to give me one on that one, but, uh, yeah, I just, I'm just asking, I like, I, you know, on all the say, I say, be nice to each other, you know, and, and that all holds true. I think every day you should, if you have the ability, you know, I've seen the movie pay it forward and it's like, you have the ability to make someone happy to make someone smile, to give them a positive word. If you think someone, uh looks you know uh someone is just brings a light to your life or whatever give them the compliment pay them the compliment and just let it hopefully you know it p- puts out the good vibes with you and i will tell you anything if it comes from a good place no one will take it the wrong way but again i ask everybody for all your vibes i need all the all things elite vibes i need all the proclivity positivity going my way because to get this passport and to go to London. And yeah, that'll be be the great time if I can make that happen. If I can't, I will have to live with that. So I will leave you how I always leave you. Whether it's home, work, or school, or filling out applications, always do your best to be elite.